0: So for the past four weeks um, of this series that we've been in, we've looked at four things that, that changed the world, changed humanity with the coming of Jesus. Things that were already known to some degree, in some part, being defined by people, but always not quite, always looking for a little more. The first was hope, if you remember. And while we find the idea that hope is used in many places in the scriptures by many people, we also found, as we saw the women we looked at who intersected the coming of Jesus, the struggle for hope. We saw hope being expressed with some sense of of uncertainty instead of certainty. Sometimes being forced not confidently expected, right? not assured fully. We saw the reality of hope deferred, drawn out, and what it does in the heart. The second was peace, and we were reminded that decrees are made all the time by those in power, seeking to cause Men and women to do certain things because of their decree, live certain ways, even to respond to each other in whatever is deemed right and acceptable. Yet with all those forced behaviors, the behavior modifications, the one thing that cannot be declared or decreed is true peace. We saw how peace was the decree of God himself, making a way for mankind to be reconciled to him through Jesus. We saw that peace is not the absence of turmoil, but the reality of a life that knows that all is right between me and God. The third was joy. I was talking to Janine just a second ago about the reality that um, there, there's firsts, right? There's firsts in our life, and, and some of those firsts are good. I, rem- I remember my brother-in-law, Todd, saying he likes, he likes the firsts. Remember that? He preached a sermon one time. He likes the firsts. He likes to be the first one to drink part of the soda. You know, then he'll give it to the kids or whatever. No, no backwash, nothing like that. But there's firsts for everything, and some of the firsts are really, really wonderful, and some of the firsts really, really aren't. And uh, Dina asked me yesterday, how are you doing? Wanting to be concerned and loving, you know, because this is a first, right? It's the first time I'm without a mom on Christmas. First. But we found that joy, true joy, is not an emotion. It can produce them. But joy must have a source that is not Of this world. Joy must be found in that which is unmovable, unshakable, permanent. Joy must be the product of something greater. It must always be able to overwhelm any situation, any circumstance. It must always flow from a place deeper than emotion. It's not focused on a moment, its gaze is forever. It must be able to fill so full that words can't express it. It was in that that we found that joy, true joy, is not the absence of suffering but the presence of God. The fourth was love. In our exposition of that word, we found that love could very well be one of the most poorly defined words in our history or maybe the most blatantly misused. Its source is not often the true source. Its characteristics are often not the true characteristics. Its motivation is often wrongly focused. Its display often just less. We were reminded that for love to be experienced, it must come near. It must be personal We saw the source of love doing just that, bringing love in such a way as to allow it to be poured into our hearts, alter our spiritual DNA, affect our physical DNA, our brain, our emotions, our will, so that we could know what we were incapable of knowing, be what we were incapable of being, and do what we were incapable of doing. We would no longer need to be the best we could be by trusting our own heads and our own hearts. We would no longer do the best we could do having been trained by a self-serving culture. We would no longer lift unconditional as the highest virtue of love. We would look to the perfect. None of this is possible absent Jesus coming into this world. And so it made me consider once again all that is because of his coming. Being made flesh, dwelling among fallen humanity. So this morning, we're going to do something a little different. We're going to take the time to remind ourselves together, remind each other through the word of God, what we have, what can be, and what will be because of what he has done. So Ross is going to lead out, and then we're just going to walk through some scripture together. Ross. 1 John chapter 4, verse 9. By this the love of God was manifested in us, that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world so that we might live through Him. Ephesians 2.10 For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. Right. Mm team. These words, written almost 2,000 years ago, through century after century after century after century, have reminded those who belong to the king if he doesn't come, none of this is read, none of this is written. He came to be seen. He came to be heard. He came to be touched. He came to be known. John 17, 3. This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Let's stand together as we conclude.